We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Prize Bank. Up next, the latest on the Missouri Tigers from KCSN, which features multiple shows each week with Border War with former Missouri forward Jarrett Sutton and former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins. And Mizzou, that's who, with insider Gabe Diarma, Maggie Johnson, and Tucker Franklin. The latest news, the top stories, and an insider perspective to keep you in the know. Make sure to follow us on your new home for Missouri Tigers podcast, KCSN. And now, the latest on Mizzou Athletics. Hello and welcome into another edition of Mizzou That's Who, your podcast for Missouri Athletics here on KC Sports Network. I'm Tucker Franklin. As always, I'm joined by Gabe DeArmond and Maggie Johnson, and we have a special guest today. Today's guest is coming off back-to-back 30-point games versus two top 20 opponents. It's Kobe Brown. Kobe how are you doing, man? And how have these past few days been for you after these uh, after these huge games? Uh, really good. Uh, you know, my birthday just passed. It was yesterday. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really good right now. Kobe, now, you might be shocked to know that none of the three of us have ever experienced this, but I'm just curious. Back-to-back games, you have walked to the free throw line and heard an entire arena basically <laughs> chanting your name. <laughs> I saw you kind of tweeted out a video. that I, I mean, what's that, what's that feeling like when you, you kind of look around and you have 15,000 people chanting your name? Man, it's, it's so surreal. Uh, it's something you dream of. You know, like I was telling, you know, my bro- talking to my brother about it the other day. Uh, you know, like on NBA 2K, you, you score like 50 points with like LeBron or somebody. You go to the line and they scream in MVP or whatnot. It's just a moment you never would think would happen to you. And it's, it was just so surreal. And I, I love this place. Uh, we love it, too. Um, I think I tweeted that at you yesterday, um, that we love having you here. Uh, but happy birthday. Happy New Year. Uh, I kind of wanted to ask you how it feels to because you've been at Mizzou for a while and, you know, you've played in all sorts of uh, crowd levels, I guess you could say. How does it feel to see the fans like fully buy into what you guys are doing? Oh man, it's amazing! It's amazing. Uh, you know, having that support is is always good. It, help, it makes us better. You know, it's easy. It's easier to you know play basketball when you have so much support behind you uh, in the arena and just in the community um, every day. So you know, it's we, re- we really appreciate all our fans, and it's they're huge for us. You had a had a couple big games here. You're starting that conference stretch, starting this conference play. You guys go into conference play now after beating Kentucky ranked in the AP pool. How has that been? Has it been kind of a, a little bit of a, a reward to how you guys have been playing recently, or do you guys even think about that at all? Uh, you know, we, you know, it's good to have the ranking because you know, you know, you just want to see that you know 
your hard work is paying off and that, you know, people are recognizing it. But, you know, we don't we, we don't really care too much about it. Uh, you know, we just want to keep doing what we're doing. What we're doing is working. Uh, we need to stay together and just keep knocking off the Giants. And, you know, that's that's our, all our main goal is. Kobe, what what changed in the last two to three weeks? Not not just for you, but for this team. I, I mean, it's it's easy to to look from the outside and, and say, you know, the the KU game, all of a sudden, maybe there was a wake up call or something or did anything change? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would say so. I would say like, you know, every loss, like I said, is uh, we like we like to take it as a learning as a learning moment uh, instead of just like a loss and brush on the rug. So, you know, with that, I know the loss was was pretty bad, but it was it was a learning point and it helped us grow. And I want to say like we're, we're we're more of a team after that. You know, you have to go through stuff to for things to get better. And I know that that was a big focal point in our season. I'm uh, I'm not happy about what happened, but I'm glad you know we we got the learning uh, opportunity from. I think everyone can kind of see how close you are. It's a really, it's really cool to see from the outside. Um, like Co- I, we saw uh, Coach Gates like jump on your back while you were doing an inter- interview, and it was, it was such a cool like moment as a Mizzou fan and as somebody who you know truly loves this university. Um, how, like, what would a tournament, getting into the tournament and like winning a game in the tournament mean for you? Man, it would be huge. Uh, you know, it's always been my dream to – well, at first it was my dream to go to the tournament, and then I, I accomplished that. Now my – like, but the second part of that is to, you know, win in the tournament. Uh, and I haven't been able to do that. I know we lost first the first game against Oklahoma two years ago, so that was a bummer. But, you know, just being able to make it back this year and, you know, to really the goal is to win it. But, you know, yeah, winning the game would be great, especially for the fans. I know they would love it. So, you know, we, like, we got to do what we can to make that happen. I want to talk about your relationship with Coach Gates because, uh, as Maggie mentioned, we got to see that come through after the Kentucky game. Um, you sticking around with Coach Gates even when he comes to Missouri, brings in a whole lot of new guys. You're one of three returners on this team. Um, you know, you talked about why you, you stuck around in Mizzou. You call it home. It's been one of those places for you. But how big has Dennis been for your game? Uh, I know that he's he's kind of been big for the program, but how, is, how has he been specifically big uh, for you in the development of your game? Uh, huge. He's been huge. Uh, you know, coach coach works with me all the time uh, from when he from actually from when he first got the job before I even made my decision to stay. He was he was helping me then. You know, we had we had uh, he calls them 20 minute hits. So it was like 20 minute workouts, just one on one, me, him. And then, you know, some managers rebounding and whatnot. But yeah, so he, he's been working. He's been helping me uh, even before he knew I was, you know, going to play for him. So, you know, that's big. Uh, he's definitely he's he's big on confidence. So he pumps confidence into our heads. So that's that's another plus. And uh, yeah, I'm really thankful for him. Uh, just being able to tie in what you know, what I've learned from Coach Martin and Coach Gates. It's like it's it's big for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for both of them. I, I always joke about Coach Gates, like those of us on the outside, if, if you look at Coach Gates on the sideline, Look, we got no idea if you guys are up 30, down 30. Every press conference, like he is even keel. We know what he's going to say before he says it, all that. How different is the guy we see publicly from the guy that you guys see every day? I would, it's not really, it's not that big of a difference, truthfully. Um, you know, even in, even in practice, you know, we have like highlight plays. Aiden might go put his head in the rim or something. It's the same, same serious look the whole time uh, but he is a he is a good uh all-around guy though he does joke and laugh but you know when it comes to basketball it's just it's it's serious it's straightforward and you know he means business and that's that's what we need as a uh, as a team I don't know if I'm uh 
allowed to ask this question? I don't, I'm sure I can, but I don't know if you might answer <laughs> it like differently. Um, so obviously you've been playing yourself into, in, into the, the NBA. Like we're watching it in front of our eyes. It's amazing. Um, you also have a year of eligibility left. I hear. Yeah. So <laughs> do you know if you're 100% sold or will you wait until the after the season to kind of decide that? Uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, after the season. I thought uh, I haven't really thought too much of it. I've been trying to like just keep progressing because, you know, anyone, you know, play well for a certain amount of time and then go backwards. So, you know, I'm that's I'm just trying not to let that happen. I'm trying to keep winning as a team and keep, you know, just, I just want to make history here at Mizzou as a team. And that's that's my main goal. So when that time comes, though, I'll, I'll be sure to get you guys an answer. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, just wait, we'll just wait for the Twitter <laughs> video that announces what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. I uh, I want to talk about that team because you've got some guys that have really stepped up. You know, Dre Golson. You you got Nick Honor, who's been a big point guard on the team. A guy who's been at kind of this big level on the ACC. He played for Clemson. You got guys from all over uh, coming in. How has that kind of been the the gelling process? We talked to Dre a little bit about the kind of the gelling process happening in the summer. What have you uh, seen from these guys, and how how's your relationship with teammates coming from all over places? How's that kind of helped you guys uh, so far this season? I feel like it's helped us because it's it's bring it brings like different. You know, like it's different knowledge from all these different programs and coaches and, you know, uh, communities and, and whatnot. So it's like all of that's coming into one and it can't do anything but make this place even better, if that makes sense. So, you know, just, you know, and then the, the fact that all these guys are just great, genuine people, it's like it's easy to like just gel with each other and just bring our knowledge together. And it just creates even bigger knowledge here uh, or an even bigger thing here at Mizzou. So it's all a great thing. We're uh, we're kind of getting into the the point where your lives become a little bit more regular now. You play Saturday, you play Tuesday or Wednesday, and and everything kind of develops a rhythm here. Yeah. Uh, next one up, you're at Arkansas, and, and, and I'm just curious. Obviously, Trevon Brazil's not going to play in this game, but fans look at college basketball and and college sports now, and guys are moving all over, playing against teams they were on last year, and and fans have certain feelings about it. When you're involved in that, I mean, like. When you're seeing that, it, you know, like, relation, you still got a good relationship with with Trevon, oh, and, yeah. and will you guys, you know, chat before the game on on Saturday? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me, Trev. You know, me and Trev. We talked like two or three days ago, I believe. Actually, no, we spoke yesterday too. He wished me happy birthday. No, we talk all the time. Um, you know, I talked to Anton. You know, I just got off the phone with uh, Amari yesterday or two days ago. You know, all those guys. We still keep in touch. We're still as if they were all still here. Um, you know, me and Trev was talking about seeing each other at, at or after the game, before the game, whatever the case may be, you know, just, we're still like, we still call, uh, consider each other brothers and whatnot. Um, nothing's really changed on our end. Uh, I understand the fans, you know, how they may feel about it, but at the end of the day, you know, I respect both sides. Uh, you know, he has to do what he thought was best for him and, you know, I do what I thought was best for me. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with everything and, you know, that's, that's still my, still my guy at the end of the day. Kind of piggybacking on that a little bit with everything with the transfer portal that's going on, would you say that players have kind of a responsibility to help with recruiting these days? Or do you think that it's kind of still left to the staff or what's your opinion on that? Truthfully, as a <laughs> as a player, I feel like it's all I feel like having other players involved is a plus because most a lot of times some of the players will tell you what you don't get from maybe the staff and whoever the case may be. So 
Um, I know speaking from experience, when I was going through the uh, the, the process, I was reaching out to like I would talk on my visits. I would talk to the players about the stuff you might not want to ask the coaches or you, the coaches might not want to talk to you about um, just, you know, but yeah, no, the players are a big part of recruiting. Uh, of course the staff is, uh, you know, and then now, you know, you got the NIL stuff. So I don't, I'm, I really, I don't know how the process works with all that with, you know, high school kids, but, I'll be interested <laughs> to see. but no, but yeah, it, it all goes hand in hand, but yeah, players are a big part of uh, recruiting. We're not really sure how it works either. No, we're, just, we're just trying, we're trying to figure knows. it out. Nobody too. knows. <laughs> I think everyone's trying to figure it out. Uh, but, Kobe, I want to talk about kind of a little bit more about your teammates. Who's one guy in practice that, you know, if you guys do a little bit of one-on-one that you don't want to see going one-on-one? You know, who, who's a problem when he's got the rock in his hands? Don't want to see? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's a great you think you can point. take anybody? I feel like I can guard. I can take anyone. But, I mean, that's just, you know, personally. But, I, I right. mean <laughs> – I don't know. We got a lot of we got a lot of good one on one players, like especially in the one on one area. Uh, you know, of course, Jay Mosley, like he's he's one of the best scores in the country. Um, you know, you got Drake Golson, he's he's skilled and, and strong at the same time. You got Trey Gomillion, believe it or not, he's a really good one on one player. Um, you see how he plays in pickup. It's, it's a whole different. Guy. <laughs> uh, but no, we got a lot of guys who can just break. Uh, believe it or not, Caleb Caleb's really really skilled. Um, Demoy Hodge. Man, I don't know. It, it goes down the line. There's a lot of guys. <laughs> Everyone. See, yeah. see that that is a senior answer for you. You asked about answer, yeah. you asked for one guy, and he lists off his whole roster. Man. That's, no, that's yeah. how it's done. I, I'm serious, but like it, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of good one on one talent. Um, yeah, believe it or not, and you know that's why it's like in late shot clock. We're not like it's 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 hard to like it's it's really easy to handle late shot clock, shot clock situations because anyone just break off and. You know, do whatever. So it's 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 fun. I'm 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 excited for that though. Kobe, last thing for me. You guys have. I, I, I mean, you started this season. I think off of most people's radar, and nobody knew what to expect. Obviously, you guys handled that pretty well. Look, you're human beings. You're you see the number next to your name. Entire businesses exist on. Let's predict the NCAA tournament field every single day. Yeah, <laughs> I know the the mantra is one game at a time. We're only focused on Arkansas. I get that. Is that hard to do though? With, with where you guys have, what's happened the last couple of weeks? Um, I feel like it it can be for some for some teams, and I feel like maybe us a little bit. But it's like Coach Gaze mm-hmm. does a great job of keeping us locked in on the the next game. Like every all he tells us all the time, um, our biggest opponent is ourselves. Whether that's leading up to a game, the day of a game, or halftime, like. As long as we handle our business and take care of ourselves, then, you know, we should be fine regardless of whatever the team is or whoever the team is or whatever they're doing. Um, so, you know, we just you just got to keep that mindset to where it's like, OK, we can only beat ourselves. And, you know, it, it, that keeps it easy to you know handle all the outside things and, and such. So, Last kind of question for me is a non-basketball question, but the people yeah. of Como probably want to know. Uh, you're from down in Alabama. Uh, the food in the South, you know, it hits hard. Yeah. What's your favorite, what's your favorite uh, Como spot? Favorite Como spot for food? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, I go to Chipotle a lot, but I was, if my favorite, it would probably Same. have to be. Me too. Yeah. It would probably have to be like, I don't know. It's between like Buzz Barbecue and, and Big Daddy's Barbecue. I'm a big barbecue mm. guy. So I like both of those spots. Um, but yeah, no, it's a lot of places he, he, here. 
here in Missouri, we understand the barbecue sauce is supposed to be red, not white, also. So, that's, oh, that's really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah, I like both, <laughs> Kobe, I got a couple questions for you. Uh, first, I kind of want to ask how, how do you guys, beating a Kentucky, being a blue blood like that, how do you guys kind of stay? I know Dennis is very even keel, stuff like that. Does he make it easy to stay even keel going to a game like Arkansas? It's a big rivalry game. Uh, does he make it make you guys not get too high after that one to have a little bit of a letdown in this game? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, he, he, you know, he does a great job with that. But uh, I feel like, like, with us especially, we don't – like, we didn't look at it as if we're playing some giant. You know what I mean? It's yeah. we, we, we went in that game expecting to win. So that, that really helps with it too. So it keeps us, like, level and not too high on ourselves. Cause we didn't we didn't expect nothing less. Uh, we knew they were a good team and it was going to be a dog fight, but we did expect to you know come out on top. So last one, I know that you're on Twitter. You've got to see the Dennis memes. You got to see all the memes <laughs> about Dennis. Have you seen them? Well, I want to get your thoughts on all of all of the uh, the different memes about him. Uh, I've seen. I haven't seen a lot. I've seen a few. A few. Uh, like Ben talks about one in particular all the time. Uh, <laughs> It's the one where he has like the red eyes, like the terminal, yep. whatever it is. And then like the post when uh whenever we get a win, they'll say like you just lost to whatever Dennis Gate. Winners like, weight, winners yeah. weights. Winners weight, yeah, yeah. red <laughs> eyes. That's, that's awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, all right. I know I said last one, but I got one more thing. You talked you started out talking about kind of surreal hearing fans chant your name. I'm sure you had to have seen the the stat after the Kentucky game that you're now the second guy in college basketball history to score 30 against back-to-back ranked teams. And the only other one is Steph Curry. What's it like for an entire basketball <laughs> list to, to consist of your name and Steph Curry's name? Man. <laughs> that was crazy. That was huge. Uh, matter of fact, Jason told me right after the game, like what that was like about that. Uh, he also told me I was one point shy of my thousand point mark, which that hurt, but <sighs> Cause I would love to get that at a, with the home crowd. But anyway, but no, that, that's that's huge though. I was I was shocked to see that. Uh, just to be mentioned in the same you know field with a guy like Stephen Curry is is amazing. So that's huge. That's huge. Well, I have to make Kobe, history here too. So absolutely, absolutely excited for you to get that a thousand point mark. Happy birthday! Everything seems to be going right for you. Uh, we we appreciate you hopping on, joining us for a little bit, and, and good luck this week against uh, both Vanderbilt and Arkansas. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, big thanks to Kobe Brown for joining us on today's podcast. Great conversation with him. Great guy. Um, fun fun to talk to him. And I had to bring up the Dennis Gates memes. I haven't brought, I didn't bring that up to Dre, but I thought he was, I thought Kobe was the perfect guy to bring up all of the uh, the social media stuff. Uh, because you know he's he's the veteran, he's the senior, he's he's the guy that you can take this stuff to, and uh, really good conversation with him. I love yeah, seeing and, all and, those memes too. <laughs> and and that, really, I mean, the Dennis Gates memes are the that's the that's the hard hitting stuff people come to us for. That's the important stuff for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I've been making the uh, meme compilation videos on Twitter whenever they win. Um, so heard it here first. I had to ask about it. It was it was my role, but. Big two big wins for this Missouri basketball team. Um, I know that uh, I thought it was interesting. Kobe said that Dennis had them believing that they were going to win that game going into, it and they didn't treat him like a giant, um, which is great because I think if you would have told me that you know Missouri would have beat Kentucky, I would have said what sport? Um, <laughs> probably in, in what vein? But great game from them. They shot lights out. They played incredibly well defensively. They everything was going right. The crowd was incredible. Just on TV, you could see how how ruckus that crowd was, and how Mizzou Arena had life in it. It was it was an incredible game to watch, and one of those is I was watching. So I was watching on one screen, Kansas meltdown against uh, in the Liberty Bowl. Great to see, even though that the comeback was good. And on the other screen, I was watching Missouri uh, kind of tear up Kentucky a little bit, and I was like, man, I don't know if it gets any better than this. It it was. It was kind of a replay of the Illinois game. I thought Kentucky played a little bit better than <clears throat> Illinois did. But, I mean, both those games, Illinois was 22. Kentucky, in the end, was, what, 14? And neither one of them felt that close. I, I mean, you felt like Missouri easily could have won by more. They kind of took the foot off the gas with, with three or four minutes left, which is a great spot to be in. But I, what I took out of that game was and, – and Kobe talked about it a little bit – that. I watched the KU game and I just thought they weren't ready. I, I It's not fair to say they were scared or that it was too big for them because that's that's projecting things that that I don't know if that's fair for us to say. But the 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 play that kind of just totally emblemized that game that's not a word I don't think, but I can't think of the right <laughs> word. But is when Aiden Shaw goes chest to chest with Oscar Shibway and just wrestles him for the ball for fifty. I mean. That's yep. a, look, you may beat us, you may be better than us, but we don't really care that your jersey says Kentucky and that we're not supposed to be as good as you. Sometime in the last couple of weeks, I think Dennis convinced this team, like, you know, hey, don't go in intimidated. You're, you're good enough to beat anybody you want to. And as I'm sure most people listening to this podcast know, Oscar Shibway is the National Player of the Year, you know, he still had a double-double in the first half yes. against us. Oh, yeah. And he was great. And I, yeah, he mm -hmm. was great. But I think Kobe and Noah Carter did a great job defending 
Uh, they did, you know, they stayed in front of them. They didn't let the ball get behind them. I think they did a great job, um, regardless of how many points he scored, um, because he was their only factor. He was Oscar mm-hmm. was their only factor in that game. I mean, and the guy that made five threes. It seems. <laughs> it, it seemed like to me they had two different game plans for that game. In the first half, they said literally anyone except Oscar has to beat us. We're going to send three guys at him every time he touches the ball. If we lose this game, it's not going to be because of him. And then in the second half, it almost became a thing of, eh, that's fine. Give him his because you can't come back to it at a time. Yeah. He can have whatever. These other guys aren't going to beat us. And I mean, it. we're only 13 games into this season. I refuse to build the statue or give Dennis the the coach of the year or anything, but you are seeing things that seem sustainable with this team and they are getting better. And I I mean, you are seeing in-game adjustments and things that you're looking at a team that the talent does not say this should, they should be this good, right? They're better than the talent says they should be. I think it's really interesting too, the, the change in, this team has been defensively. I think that's really been what the spark of this team has become. You've seen them play really well defensively from the press to the match zone to the all different kinds of defenses that Dennis has thrown out at these teams, the one, three, one, the two, two, one, whatever you want to, whatever it is, they've, they've had success on the defensive end of things a lot better than they've had in, in, in weeks past and especially against Kansas too. But I think it's, it's been really encouraging to see this team, rebound the only thing i worry about and not, not after the conversation with kobe the only thing that i was thinking of was like how it's it's big to beat a kentucky you're up here after beating a kentucky how do you go after beating a kentucky and not have the letdown especially in a rivalry game but losing this game i mean missouri's supposed to lose this game if they right. lose this game so what like like that's the difference in basketball and football season is football like every game is a referendum uh-huh. The best team in college basketball is going to lose five times this year, or mm-hmm. you know, probably. At so, least, yeah, right. I mean, you want to see them be competitive, but if they go lose at Arkansas, that changes nothing <clears throat> about what we think about this team, in my opinion. I think as long as they kind of stick to their game plan, I think what we saw them do in the Kansas game was go completely away from what they had been doing the entire first part of the season, which was scoring a lot in transition. Like we were in transition. We were trying to pull up threes instead of taking the ball to the hoop. I mean, you watched it and you were kind of just like, what are they doing? Why is this different than what they've been doing? Also like Kansas deserves some credit for that. I mean, Kansas is a very good team who played very well on that day and forced Missouri out a little bit. I mean, it's interesting. You bring up the transition transition threes. I was telling people during the Kentucky game and the Illinois game, really, I think Demoy Hodge is my favorite Missouri player in a, in a decade. Like that, he doesn't care if it's one on four. He doesn't care if he's twenty seven feet from the bat. Like that dude is shooting the ball, and yeah. it's just like whatever, man. I'm probably gonna make it, and if I don't make it, that's cool because I'm gonna get another chance to make it in like sixteen seconds. Wasn't there it's- something that you that you posted about Gabe? I don't remember when you posted it, but you know, I'm a avid Power Mizzou reader. Wasn't there <laughs> something that he, you said? Um, that Dennis Gates said that he wants guys that are going to shoot the ball. Yeah. He he said at some point, I can't remember if it was preseason or like a couple weeks into the year, but he told us, he said, I will pull guys for not shooting. He said, if guys don't take an open shot, I'm going to bench them. And then when their mom calls and asks why they're not playing as much as they should, I'm going to say, because he won't shoot. 
You know, so like there, it, it, I was talking to somebody that was covering the game on Saturday that had seen Missouri play, but but hasn't been at every game, and he said, "Just amazed they're so good offensively because they take so many bad shots." And I said, "But to them, they aren't bad shots. Like they're just like, hey, I want you to take this shot because it's open, and if it doesn't go in, then I want you to take the next one too." Yeah, I think I think that's been huge. Uh, he Demoya Hodge is very fun to watch. When you talk about your favorite Missouri player, recent memory comes up Cassius Robertson for me. Um, yeah. Dude was fun to watch. It was kind of the same, kind of the same play style, uh, even mm-hmm. too. Um, very much the same vibes. This team is, you know, even when I asked Kobe about who's the guy you don't want to see one on one, he listed the whole roster. It's just like, yeah, these guys are all good one on one. They got a lot of good one on one players, and he and he even made the point of saying like. In those late game shot clock situations, we don't really worry who has the ball because we know a lot of those guys can take care of it. And I and I feel that way too. When you see the ball, you see, you know, Dre Golson has it. You're like, okay, this dude's gonna pull up from mid range, hit this mid range jumper, everything will be okay. You know, Nick Honor, he can find his way to the rack. Uh, I, I just really like the guard play. Sean East had a really good game again. I mean, you got that's something that I think has been <laughs> Missouri didn't have that last year, right? Is a guard. And now they have two good ones. It's just like one of the uh, two point guards that you can bring the ball up the floor. You feel confident with the ball in their hands. This is like something that is a breath of fresh air um, after what Missouri fans have been through the last couple of years. They were, I just looked it up. So in, in terms of non-steal turnovers, which that's basically an unforced error, right? Like a travel, you throw the ball, whatever. The other team didn't take the ball away. You gave it away. Last year, these numbers might not be exact because I looked them up this morning, but Last year, they were somewhere around 326th in the country. This year, they're 15th. Wow. You know, I mean, to play the pace they play and turn it over as little as they are turning it over, and and there are parts of it, that's one of them that makes you say, is this sustainable? I mean, I thought after the Kentucky game, John Calipari brought up a pretty good point. He said, look, we had five straight open threes, and we didn't make any of them. He said, we don't have to make all of them, but you got to make one or two. And if you rewatch that first half, Kentucky had some open shots, right? Like, I don't know if the defense was exceptional because they're going, and what happened against KU was KU hit those shots. And so sometimes basketball is way less complicated than we make it, right? (laughs) If you make the open shot, you're probably pretty good. And if your opponent makes the open shot, you're probably pretty bad. So there's something to be said for that. Um, But it's, I, I would say last week was, I would say last week was probably the most fun a Missouri basketball fan has had in five years, right? Since you thought yeah. Michael Porter was going to play. So well, didn't thinking. we say, we basically said we needed one of those four wins, right? We said, yeah. you know, we, uh, we were most likely going to get the UCF win, which we did, but we said we needed one of them. I mean, we got three of them. Like right. what more can you really ask for of this team? I mean, of course you would like to be competitive when you, when you play your right. biggest rival, but I mean, they're a top five in the country basketball team. It's not, it's not the end of the world. I'm more excited about the way that they've rebounded from that loss more than anything. Because if that's what it took to get this type of gameplay, I'll take that loss. You know, yeah, all the time. Not all the time, because then you know what I mean. I mean, I, mean, I think <laughs> you would definitely say, okay, you lose to Kansas in by 28 and turn it around to make the NCAA tournament, which, by the way, I think is the expectation now, you would much rather have that than you beat Kansas and you were 17 and 15. 
playing the NIT. I, I mean, I there are some people who would say no. I'd rather have the second one, but yeah, that's 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 crazy. a bad take. Yeah, that's that's, that's, take. that's absolutely crazy. And if you're thinking that you're listening to this podcast right now, come on, man. Get it together. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say don't listen anymore. No, <laughs> no, no. You well, can they keep might listening. not. Now that I just told them to get keep together, listening. they might not listen yeah, that's anymore. True. But. <laughs> you can keep listening. Um, looking ahead, Arkansas just taking an L to LSU, sixty to fifty-seven. That was at LSU. They dropped four spots in the AP poll to thirteen. Missouri obviously coming off that win from Kentucky. They go to number twenty in the AP poll. Uh, I talked a little bit to Kobe with Kobe about that. Just being in the AP poll, that's kind of a Kind of a big thing for this program, especially not a lot of expectations coming into the season for this program. Then to be AP ranked, I think is uh, is big. And you know, Dennis Gates is going on, you know, uh, John Rothstein's podcast. Like he, Dennis is coming, turning into one of these guys that everyone is, uh, everyone's wanting to talk to, everyone's wanting to talk about. Um, so now Missouri's becoming a national story. Uh, good to see they got Arkansas is obviously the big one this week. Then they have Vandy on Saturday. Missouri should handle business against Vandy. Um, Gabe, you still think? Uh, coming through these last this last little uh, conference stretch, I guess you could say, they got to split them. You think they got to split them yeah. to make the tournament? Still, I think one and one is a good week this week. Um, I look at Missouri's schedule. There's not a single game I look at and say, "Well, they can't win that." Right? Yeah. I, I mean, at Arkansas on Wednesday is one of their two toughest remaining games of this of the season. But like, you could see a world where Missouri goes down and wins that game, especially because Arkansas's got some injuries. But on the flip side. There's only two games I look at and say I would be stunned if Missouri lost. That's Vandy at home and South Carolina at home. And like Arkansas just lost at LSU. Tennessee almost lost at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. This is conference basketball. Like there are no gimmies here, right? You know, I mean, so this team is still how good this season is, I think is less determined by can you win in Fayetteville than can you win in Oxford or Starkville or mm-hmm. Athens. You know, that's what separates good teams from great teams is if you can go five and four on the road or even four and five on the road, and then you can come home and go eight and one, like then you start talking about five seed. You know, what what are we here? Um, but but those those conference road games are those are no gimme at some of those places. Well, we hate playing in Minnesota, in Mississippi. I mean, if you've watched us over the past few years play uh, at uh, Ole Miss and in Starkville, I mean, it's been pretty bad. So, no, I agree, Gabe. I think that will be a true test of where this program is going heading into the tournament, I think, is winning those games that you're supposed to win, regardless of where they are. But, like, it's wild that it's January 2nd and we're talking about Missouri in the NCAA tournament like a foregone conclusion. And I get it. I think we should be. I mean, that's where they position themselves. But anybody that's – I don't think Dennis Gates' wife thought they would be this good. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I've never spoken to her. Maybe she did. Yeah. (laughs) She can call in if if she's listening. Let us know what you think. We'll give you the line. We'll give you the the backdoor line. You can call in. Um, I I think you're right. We, we talked about this a lot uh, with just like the roster composition. You looked at the roster, and you're like, okay, all these guys were playing mid major. How can they compete at the SEC level? Well, they're showing it right now. How they can compete at the SEC level? There's uh, there was a talent gap between Kentucky and and um, Missouri, but that didn't matter because uh, they've been playing up and been playing very well. Kobe Brown being a big part of that. If Kobe Brown has another big day. I think that it's almost it's almost all but certain that Missouri wins if Kobe Brown plays really well. Um, you can almost look at it that 30. way. 
not even 30. Like he could score probably 15, 20. And I, I mean, think if you have multiple, if you have, if you have multiple guys coming off the bench scoring 12 points a piece, like Sean Easton, Dre Golson did this week. And then, you know, you have Demoy Hodge who added 15 from a starter. I mean, you, you have those great chances to win those games, no matter who you're playing. You, because Kobe's not going to go for 30 every game. It's just, <laughs> I, I would love for him to do that. <laughs> he's gone, but, he's gone for 30 every game for two straight games, though. Yeah. I mean, true. if he wants to add a third in Fayetteville, I'm not going to be mad. Steph Curry done that? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. He I has. think he's, he's yeah. the only one. He's the only one he's that's gone for guy. three in a row. I read that. On that doesn't surprise well. me. Shameless plug. Yeah. Another, another shameless plug. Well, I'm excited uh, for Mizzou basketball for the first time since Michael Porter Jr. tried to uh, play against Iowa State. <laughs> um, I think we've established that, but it should be a good, it should be a good, uh, a good week of basketball to watch if you're a Missouri fan. Now, uh, let's flip sports here. Let's talk about some college football. College football playoff national championship is on Monday. Um, I also had some news from the Missouri football program. Brady Cook underwent shoulder surgery on his throwing shoulder will miss spring ball um suffered the injury i believe the release said suffered the injury in week two versus kansas state um so i know some like i think it's important to say this was not a situation i think where eli drinkwitz was throwing out a guy who should not have been on the field like i don't the way this works is coaches go to the team doctor and say can he hurt it worse if he keeps playing And if the doctor says no, then the coach goes to the player and says, look, they said you can't hurt it any worse. You're going to have to have surgery at some point. You can have surgery now, or you can play with this thing as well as you can play with it. And then you can have surgery after the season. And I'm not going to say that a torn labrum didn't affect the way Brady played. I mean, I would assume it had some effect on him, but I don't think this was anybody that's saying, well, Drinkwitz is is screwing his guy by putting him out there with the torn labrum. I don't think that was the case. I think your complaint about this is you, if you have one should be. So he didn't have anybody that he thought was better than Brady cook with the torn shoulder. That's a valid complaint, but he was endangering Brady cook's health by playing him. I don't think is a, I I mean, look, maybe there's something I don't know, but unless something else comes out, I don't think that's. But so we obviously know that he's going to miss spring ball. Does this maybe put a little thought into Mizzou fans' minds that he will not be the starting quarterback next year? Do you think we should like wait, consider that? Wait, or? wait, that thought has not been in their minds because <laughs> well, they they wanted him every day. They wanted him yeah. to. They wanted Sam Horn to start over a healthy Brady Cook. But now that they know, I mean, I mean, do you think this changes things? Maybe. I, I think it. Give Sam Horn three weeks where he gets every rep with the number one offense. And it is, let's see what you got. Yeah. Um, this it's is his chance to, yeah. to, yes, this is his chance to go win the job while Brady can't do anything about it. Um, now, I would be surprised if we come out of fo- spring football and, and Drinkwood's name's a starting quarterback. I don't think he will do that. Um uh, but yeah, there's. I, I mean, if I had to bet Tucker's money, I would bet on <laughs> Sam Horn being the starting quarterback. I wouldn't bet my money, but I'm trying to think. He's because Jabari Johnson is not going to be. He's the only scholarship quarterback at for spring football as of okay. 
that's what I was trying to think of because I didn't think they had anybody else on scholarship at quarterback position. So it's almost like for spring oh, yeah, football, Macon's it's, gone too. <laughs> he's right, literally going to get every snap with he, the ones unless to. unless Tommy Locke. Tommy Locke season, baby. Great spring, Tommy Locke. Don't oh, put it past the Locke family. Um, no, that's really interesting. Another part of me is thinking, okay, so Missouri, Missouri's for sure getting a transfer quarterback then. Um, that just is the one thing that I keep going to is that like, yeah, does does Eli Drinkwitz need to kind of ride with his guy Sam Horn? Probably. Um, but does he want to kind of uh, – I don't know. There's a lot going on here. I think there's a lot of layers yeah. to this of like, uh, if they do get a transfer quarterback, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for Sam Horn. I don't think it's a, I don't think that spells disaster because that might literally just be a numbers game at this point. I'd only have one quarterback in spring ball. A scholarship quarterback I mean, in spring ball is not great, but it's I, a good I, opportunity for Sam Horn. I asked him that leading up to the bowl game because I remember, I, yeah. I kind of knew that, this was going to happen with Brady at some point. And so I asked him if he was going to take a guy just to have, you know, bodies. And his answer was, I'm not going to take a guy just to have numbers. Like we got three quarterbacks. That's enough. If I take a guy, it's going to be a guy I think can help us win. Now, is that some coach speak? It, it might be. Um, I mean, I still would lean toward, they probably take a transfer quarterback, but you're right. There's a lot of moving parts. And again, it, it all just comes back to, it doesn't matter who the starting quarterback – literally, the starting quarterback can be Tommy Locke if he wants it to be. He yeah. just has to be right. That's it. He has to be right. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. So we talk about this with the new quarterback potentially coming to Missouri. You look at kind of the situation with TCU. They're now in the national championship. Sonny Dykes essentially picked the wrong quarterback at first, right? And it was right, only yeah. for him to get hurt to realize that he picked the wrong quarterback. A guy who was a runner-up of the Heisman was their second-string quarterback this year uh, to start the season. So, Gabe, as you mentioned, doesn't really matter uh, who he names the starting quarterback as long as he's right with it. But, uh, Gabe, you brought up an interesting point before we started to record kind of about TCU making the national championship and if it gives any hope to, like, Missouri or a, a program like yeah. Missouri and a Missouri equivalent to make uh, a national championship. I want to get your thoughts on that. I kind of go both ways. Like, I think people have to understand this is legitimately unprecedented what TCU has done. Yeah, nobody's ever done this. Their average recruiting ranking over the previous five classes is 
40. Like they had two classes in the 60s. I, I've I've gone back and looked before, and I don't think there's ever been a team since at least since 2000 in the Rivals era play for a national title that didn't have at least one top 10 class. You oh, know, wow. and TCU's best class is 24. If you take Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia, the worst class any one of them has over that time period is 24. So the the very worst recruiting class of any of the other teams would be TCU's best class. So, like, I don't think you can point to something that's literally happened once and say, see, that's why we can do it. But it does prove it's not impossible. Um, The difference, I think, is, like, people always said, well, Boise deserves a, a shot because Boise earned it. And I always said, well, but like you can get up once to beat Oklahoma, but the hard part about being in the SEC or the Big Ten, um, and I think those two are clearly different than the rest at this point. The, the hard part mm-hmm. is getting up to beat that, you know, Ohio State one week, but then the next week you got to come back and beat Minnesota. And the week after that, you got to go beat Penn State. It's different than having to get up to play your best game twice in a year. You have to do it seven or eight times. Like if TCU was in the SEC, I don't, they have a good team. They're 10 and two. I don't think they're 13 and one. And and I don't think that's bashing the big 12 to say. Well, if you watch that K-State Alabama game and you just watch them, like the the D linemen of Alabama line up against the offensive line of K-State. I mean, there was a huge size factor. Uh, You know what, talent, size, whatever. And it ended up coming through on the scoreboard. This K-State team just beat TCU. I mean, I agree. I just think that if you're playing these teams repetitively, and I'm not trying to be an SEC cheerleader by any means, because, you know, I don't care if they win or lose. But there is a difference, and you kind of have to recognize that a little bit if you're going to be watching college football. But, But that's also the beauty of the playoff, is TCU doesn't have to be a better team than Michigan. They just have to be a better team than Michigan for 60 minutes. Right. And so I think the thing and Tucker and I talked about this a little bit before Maggie got on the thing that should give you hope is not that TCU did this, but the TCU did this. And Oh, by the way, eight more teams every year are going to get a shot at this. Yeah. The, the, those two games on Saturday were the best possible or, and, and the sugar bowl actually Mm -hmm. was the best possible argument for an expanded playoff because it proved for all the people that said, well, TCU can never win a game in the playoff. Well, they did. For all the teams that say it'll just be number one every year, number one probably should have gotten beat, right? For all the people that say, well, if you're not in the top four, you can't win the title. Tell me Alabama can't win the title. Alabama, I think, might be favored if they were playing in the title game next week. It's a really interesting conversation. Uh, with the expanded expanded playoff, you got to get to the number 12 now uh, to get in. That's a little bit more realistic for the Missouris of the world to get to number 12 than it is to maybe number four in the country. Um, I, I I think it's a good move. Obviously, obviously, I think it's a good move for the uh, for the NCAA moving forward. They do the playoffs in every other level of yeah. football. They do the FCS. They do Division Two, Division Three. It's all playoffs. I know, and the in every system. other NCAA sport too. Right. Yes. And I think it's I think it's the bowl system that kind of throws it all off. I think that was the big conversation where how were the bowls and how were the how was the uh, playoff system going to work together? 
I'm still curious to see how they're going to all work together. So if you win in the first round of the playoffs, are you the Fiesta Bowl champion? Like, does it work that way? Or, do we uh, care, I though? I don't think so. I don't think you do care. Um, but that's <laughs> that's a lot of money in the bowl games. Um, you got people whose whole lives revolve around one day a year. Um, one week a year, I should say. I'll be generous. Um, and so I think that that's a, that's a big, interesting conversation. And it does give hope to Missouri that if they can get some talent on the field, they can string some wins together, they can have a good run like TCU did. And let's not act like I've been a big TCU fan since the beginning of the season. I think since like week three, I've, I started to hop on the TCU bandwagon. They had some lucky games. They happened to have Spencer Sanders, uh, Spencer Sanders going out of the game. You had Jalen Daniels go out of the game. Will Howard got hurt twice, I think, in the game against when they played him the first time, and they had to get Jake Rubley, uh, the backup quarterback for Kansas State, when they played Kansas State the first time. Baylor's quarterback got so they've had a lot of a lot of lucky things happen to them, but you have to have a lot of things. Like, I, I mean, Georgia Georgia had the best player on Ohio State's team get hurt on Saturday. Yes, you know, yes. It, you have to. You, you, you don't win a title that. without some luck. Exactly. Think about the Chiefs. The Chiefs had a lot of luck that they didn't have to face the Patriots. Um, and they're and they're under the uh, title. I so, I just can't imagine watching college football and saying, no, I don't want eight more teams to have a shot <laughs> to play in games like that. Like, right? I I mean, I guess the only reason I can think is you just don't like fun, because the only argument I've heard can it, because imagine nine more games of what we got Saturday. And yes, yeah. there are going to be some blowouts. They're not all going to be great games, but. If the argument is, well, I don't think this team can win. I mean, that's legitimately the whole reason they play games. Uh huh. Because sometimes the team that's not supposed to win does. Right. I I would be interesting to see how it happens. I know, uh, I believe it was Nicole Arbach for the Athletic wrote a wrote a piece about would they move week zero up a week? Um, how would they fit all of these games in with the playoffs and everything? I know that for NCAA Division Two, they start I think a couple weeks, a week or so earlier, just so they can fit the playoffs in. But they get done; they play less games, um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how it all works out the puzzle piece. But you know, it's going to be for the best. Is that next year or the year after? Year after, I think. Um, but you you know you know why they're going to figure it out because they're going to get that first check for infinity billion dollars and go. I don't know, man. If we got to play on Tuesday night, then we're just going to play on Tuesday night. <laughs> it's, it was weird uh, this year, too, with NFL being on New Year's Day. It was like, wait, this is supposed to be college football. This is supposed to be college football day. That was kind of an odd thing. But um, now that the NFL starting to encroach on Black Friday, too, um, this was a gentleman's agreement that they're not being very uh, very courteous towards. Black Friday was supposed to be college football. Now it's Now we got everything on Black Friday. Give me give me a football game every day between Christmas and New Year's, and I'm happy. I don't really care. College or pro, whatever level it is, I will probably watch it. Even but I hate it's... that they're having I hate that they're having multiple good games on. So we had all these days when bowls started, what, December 15th, 16th, 17th? Yeah. So yeah, sometime in there. We have all these like games or days where there's like just one bowl game. Or something like that. And then you put all of them in the same day, and some of them are even overlapping. Like we were talking about, we didn't get to watch Kentucky Iowa, which wasn't an enjoyable game, anyways. But it's like you don't even need to overlap these games. Just spread them out a little bit. I just I just feel bad for all the kids on Georgia and TCU who didn't get to play their bowl game before Christmas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Looking back now, like the the 
you know, the rumor about how we didn't want to play in the Liberty Bowl because of, we didn't want to miss the Kentucky game. Looking back, good decision. If if also, that's even if that's even a factor. If, if also, even a factor. I'm not sure I'd really go run to sign up to play Jalen Daniels. He looked okay in that game. Yeah, he did. Second half, Jalen Daniels looked a little bit better yes. than the first half. Jaylen well, he Daniels. broke the Liberty Bowl record, and then they put the ball in Jason Bean's hands to win the or to what? to tie the game. I was like, "What are you, he just broke the record? What are you doing?" That was wild play call. I'm I was shocked. pretty sure Jason Bean could have ran the game, ran the ball into. Like, I don't know if he had anyone with an angle, but there's oh, also but he had somebody wide open. open. He had somebody yeah. wide open in the end zone. He overthrew the end zone by like ten yards. It was wild. It was. Uh... If you didn't it was wild. watch it, it was wild. It was a crazy game. Uh, that stadium, the Liberty Bowl Stadium, is not a good stadium um, no. for anything. Uh, they should not host a bowl game there. That town <laughs> of Memphis. People couldn't even is... drink water. It was like a boil order the entire time they were there. If you're in Memphis and listening to this podcast, I'm sorry, but town's not very good. Um, <laughs> the only thing you got I, going for you is I, I just want. I just want to clear that was Tucker. As somebody who gets in trouble for crapping on cities, that was not me. Are you talking about the the Bass Pro? Oh, I'm talking about the Bass Pro. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Uh, That's the only good thing in Memphis and uh, Penny Hardaway. Uh, That's that's the only good. That's my list of good things in Memphis. Elvis. (laughs) I'm saying Elvis. I'm sorry. Fine. I mean, Um, honorable mention Elvis. Yeah, honorable mention Elvis. Elvis. (laughs) Alive Uh, Elvis or dead Elvis? I mean. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Either He's way. still alive, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, him, him and Tupac hanging out somewhere. Yep. Yep. He's frozen underneath Disney World with Walt Disney. I'm sure of it. All right. Well, this has been an episode. I feel of... like we're officially at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've run out. Of, we've run out of things to talk about, which is probably a good thing. I'm sure we'll have more things to talk about next week when we uh, convene here. Maybe we'll have another basketball player on. Depends on if Kobe Brown drops another 30 points or not. Um, <laughs> so we will uh, we will talk to you guys next week uh, thank you for listening all the way to the end of the podcast uh, let us know what you think about the podcast leave us a like uh, subscribe on the KCSNU YouTube channel give us a 5 star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast at offer rating systems we will be back next week talk a little more zoo hoops and maybe some, maybe some college football if we do get any more news but uh, who knows football is king so they do like to stay in the news cycle so I would not be surprised if we have some college football news so Regardless, we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.